Happy Mother's Day. I, I just put a few little things together. This is front of a card that says, Mom, we've hired a few people to fill in for you while you relax on Mother's Day. And so there's housekeepers, taxi drivers, there's nurses, there's a coach in there, there's a clown in there, and in the back there's a priest or a minister. So, <laughs> Mom, you do it all. Happy Mother's Day to you. This one you may not be able to read. This came straight out of my daughter's house. He's finally asleep. It's just, I'd like to give him a little good night smooch. If you wake him, I'm going to rip your face off. That's what she says. <laughs> that comes from my daughter's house. I've witnessed that personally. Good moms let you lick the beaters. Great moms turn them off first. That's for, for honorary moms in the house. Happy Mother's Day from the best thing you ever made out of eggs. So think about that. Think. Just takes you a little bit. Okay. Dear mom, this is from my mom. Thanks for not feeding me to a shark or selling me to the circus. I know it was a real possibility. Happy Mother's Day. That's to my mom who's in heaven. For enduring the blood-curdling torture of my adolescent years, I promise to always keep your electronics functional. And that's for the young people. My sons do that for us. I love this. This is true grandma confessions. I put store-bought cookies in the oven when bef before my grandkids came over so they think I baked. The other says, one time I faked angina just to get rid of my grandkids. <laughs> it's grandma confessions. This is to you that are raising four-legged family. Uh, and this one's happy Mother's Day. Too cute to get mad. There's your shoes torn apart. And, uh, and this one's to those who have loved ones serving in the military. Happy Mother's Day from all those that are serving overseas. I know in our house, there's sons, daughters, relatives that won't be with you today because they're serving on their behalf. Happy Mother's Day. And I like this one. Mom, it has taken me too long to realize that while everyone else was busy finding faults in me, you were busy trying to fix them. And uh, I, I believe that's the heart of a mom there. Amen? And I like this one. This for Jam, I didn't think I could love you any more than I already do, but then I see how your children, our children, look at you and how much you mean to them, and my heart is full. And sometimes as a father, a, a, a parent, an, an outsider, when you see that interaction, see the care, see how they rally around Mother's Day, my kids do, and how much they appreciate her, it just uh, helps me with another dimension of God's love that he put in her. And this is my card to you, honey. Happy Mother's Day to someone who did a great job raising her children and her husband. And uh, so happy Mother's Day again to all the moms. And uh, we love you and we appreciate you around here. And uh, this morning, it's kind of a combo message that's in my heart today. I have a lot. First service, too much. So I'm cutting back from there. But I, I just got some things stirring in me coming off this mission trip and uh, also just tied into this idea of Mother's Day. If you think about what the greatest gifts or some of the gifts that moms give us, mothers give us, what, were some of the, what would some of those gifts be? Come on, help me out. Love, patience. Wisdom, a little louder. Faithfulness, grace. Food. How many are thankful for good cooks? Where did that come from? Was that you, Cardi? Okay, Corbin, yeah, yeah, I could just... Anyway, what, what else? Life, a place to live, shelter, discipline, louder, discipline, education. All those things are part of the gifts that mom gives. 
And uh, I, I summarize those gifts could be combined in, in maybe this idea of the gift of encouragement as well. As I, I know the gift of encouragement is what, what propels us forward. It's the gift of encouragement that helps keep people keep growing and moving in the right direction. And so this morning, I want to talk about that gift. And in light of where we were the last few weeks, really the last month, I was in Cambodia and the Philippines, and I found out on that trip that there's different reasons why you do trips. There's times we've helped plant churches, we've done evangelistic outreaches, crusades on mission trips. There's times we've gone and just done a whole week on worship and brought instruments to Cambodia one time. We brought five keyboards and 15 guitars and 20 tambourines, and we just taught on worship and empowered teams. There's reasons why we take these trips, and I found out on this trip that one of the main reasons was to encourage the gift of encouragement, to help people go farther, to help people not give up, to help people be strengthened in the direction they're going. And that's a gift that comes from moms. That's a gift that comes from parents, is the gift of encouragement. Anybody ever experienced that in here from your own family? Anybody? Encouragement for your mom. In, in a culture that's caustic, in a culture that's cynical, in a culture where cyberbullying has become a sport, the things that just impart negativity and impart discouragement are everywhere. But it's different that you and me have an opportunity. We have a, a gift that God's given us as a gift of encouragement to help change people's lives and to help change people's hearts. Do you believe that this morning? And so encouragement means this. I, I just title it, Manna for Mothers, Mentors, and Motivators. How about the biblical meaning? So 105 times the word encourage is used in the Bible. And in the New Testament, it comes from parakaleo. It's a Greek word. And it, it means to give someone support, confidence, or hope through inspiration, motivation, or fortification. It's the act of trying to stimulate the development of an activity or a state or a belief. It's the act of making something more appealing or more likely to happen. Something that makes someone more determined, hopeful, or confident. And in the Bible, it even goes a little deeper. Sometimes we think of encouragement just as a compliment. Someone said, hey, good job. You ought to stick at that. You're doing great. Sometimes we limit that, that idea of encouragement just to an attaboy or just to you know, a comment about how well you're doing or how well you're performing. But biblically, encouragement goes deeper. Really, that word, uh, parakaleo, it means to hearten or to give someone a new heart. So when you think about empowering somebody that's involved in an activity or involved in service, to give them a new heart means to, to strengthen them. Or where there was no courage, now there is. Where there was fear, you give them a new heart of faith. It means imparting something to them to help them continue in the journey and to keep, keep them moving forward. And encouragers are crucial in the kingdom of God, crucial in life. But when you think about it, maybe in our circle it's a little different, but when you just expose ourselves to the culture and to our media and our entertainment, encouragement is, is rare to find. And when you do find it, it's celebrated as something so rare and something like that's gone extinct it's an important gift for you and me to be part of. Do you believe that, church? So this is what George Washington said. My mother was the most beautiful woman I ever saw. I attribute, I attribute all my success in my life to the moral, intellectual, and physical education I received from her. 
I have several other quotes, and I'm sure you've read them, just stories from famous moms or from people that were uh, encouraged or strengthened through that, uh, that love of their mom, just as what Abraham Lincoln said, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. I remember her prayers, and they've always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. There's a Spanish proverb that says an ounce of mother is worth a ton of priest. <laughs> Believe that? <laughs> Michael Jordan, famous basketball player, said this, my mother is my root, my foundation. She planted the seed that I base my life on. And that is a belief that uh, uh, with the ability to achieve starts in your mind. So she started that seed. Your ability to achieve starts in your mind and encouraged Michael to move forward to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Another story of about this mother of a general. A young, awkward boy grew up in Southern California, plagued by a learning disability that in later years would be called dyslexia. But his mother, Ruth's encouragement and admonishment, he became a strong and capable leader. Um, years later, he was commanding thousands of young Americans in war. When General George S. Patton found himself in North Africa grappling with the German army, his thoughts on the battlefield were often of his mother. It was his mother, he often told colleagues, who ingrained in him the leadership qualities that he was to become famous for. His only regret was that he never expressed sufficient appreciation to her. Darling Mama, he began in a letter he wrote after her death in words that pained him, you are still very near. I never showed you in life the love I really felt, nor my admiration for your courage. The ability to instill strength, to instill a new heart, to instill faith, to instill courage to keep moving forward. That is the gift of encouragement, which we often experience and see through moms. John Wesley said this, I learned more about theology from my mother than all the theologians in England. There is something about a mother's encouragement and a mother's heart to move forward. The gift of encouragement, we can find it throughout scripture, but this is one of the main examples that strikes me because it, it, it reminds me of this. There's people that have gifts, God-given gifts, amazing gifts, talented gifts. There's people that are gifted by God in incredible ways, but they'll never fulfill the gift that's inside them without the encouragement or the encouragers to move them forward. And so there's the gift and there's the encouragement. The gift and the encouragement, but the gift without the encouragement, you know people just like I do, that never fulfilled their vision or their destiny because instead of encouragement, they got discouragement. What if Michael Jordan's mother would say, you're okay at basketball, there's a lot of kids better than you, but I think you should take up gardening. <laughs> or instead, here's some video games. Mom, buy me a basketball. No, I'm not going to buy you a basketball. I'm going to buy you, back there, it would have been Atari or Nintendo 64 or whatever. I, I, I'm just going to let you hang out in here. Nobody would see the potential in them. Nobody would bring them around the coaches. Nobody would bring them to practices. No one would give them on a club team in the summer. No, nobody that saw the gift in him to help him move forward, and then the gift goes wasted because the encourager isn't doing the job that encourager should do. And so for you and me, the gift of encouragement and the ability to encourage is huge in God's kingdom. Amen? So here we are, Deuteronomy. Moses has taken the people to the edge of the promised land. God's spoken to him and said, uh, you know, I have this incredible place, a land flowing with milk and honey. It's by man, been my intention since the beginning to gather a people called by my name and bring them into this incredible place. But because of disobedience and because of what happened with Moses and the disgruntled people, God said to Moses, you're not going to go in, but Joshua's going to go in. 
Moses, the gift to lead him up to here is in you, but now I need you to encourage him. And so Deuteronomy chapter 3, we get to the beginning of this book where God's giving Moses the law, the plan, and how to construct a culture that will serve him and honor him. And, and he's been diligent to put those things in place and to set up order. And then God says in, De- in Deuteronomy 3, but commission Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him. Give him a new heart for he will lead this people across and will cause them to inherit the land that you will see. Chapter 3. So here we go, 28 more chapters of structure and encouragement, and rule and how it's all supposed to work. We get to the end of the book and God says, Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous. For you must go with this people into the land the Lord swore to the ancestors to give them. The Lord himself goes before you and he'll be with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Man, how about that last line? How many times? The Lord himself, he'll go before you. He'll be with you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You you ever been in places where that would be a word of gold for you? Where you're feeling alone? You're feeling abandoned? You're feeling discouraged? You're going, why is this not working out? I thought I'm doing it all right. I'm, I'm doing it the best I can. Why is this not working out? And someone would come and say, man, it's just where you are right now. You're just in that transition time. The Lord himself, he's, he's going before you. The Lord himself will be with you. He won't leave you. He's not going to forsake you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. That's imparting a new heart into somebody that's fearful. Maybe somebody that's gifted. Maybe somebody that's on the verge of breaking out in what they're called to do, and it's the word of an encourager that comes along and says, you can do this. You can keep going. You can can make it happen. You can be one of the highest scorers in NBA history. You can keep moving forward. Just keep exercising your gift. And so just briefly, I I showed too many slides for service. I'm going to pare it down, but I want to tie a little bit into what we did last month with this idea of encouragement. I met Moni Mock in 2000 through A.L. Gill, who's a spiritual father. Moni's Cambodian guy, grew up in Cambodia when he was young, when the Khmer Rouge came in and drove all the Cambodians, all the wealthier Cambodians or intellectuals or educated Cambodians from the city of Phnom Penh out into the countryside. Pol Pot had this idea he was going to build a utopia with farmers and uh, reestablish this society, so let's get rid of all the elite Moni's family all died. Moni was left behind with malaria, escaped, got saved in Thailand at a Baptist camp and started going back after a degree from Fuller, started going back in 1993. I met him in 2000, and uh, that's the first year I went. And right after I met him and we connected, God said, be a Barnabas to him. Barnabas is a New Testament leader. He is an apostolic guy, but Barnabas, his name was Joseph before J-O-S-E-S, but his friends changed his name to Barnabas, which meant son of encouragement. And, and most leaders need an encourager. Most leaders that are trying to do it right, especially the higher up you get, sometimes it's lonelier at the top. They need somebody around you to help you move forward. So this was my, about my eighth trip to Cambodia. And uh, scripture says that this, this gift of encouragement, it, it's a spiritual gift. And so 1 Corinthians 12, 6, 8, verse 8 Well, verse 7, if it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If to encourage, then give encouragement. It says it's a spiritual gift, something God imparts into people to help other people get where they're supposed to be. Not everybody has that gift, so to speak. You you can see it working in different strengths, so give grace to people. Sometimes if you don't feel they're very encouraging, you 
Draw that conclusion, you do not have the gift of encouragement. I can, I can feel it coming. Anyway, but it, it, it's a gift, and when it's working, people are edified and they're built up. So my brother Pat and I, we went to Cambodia, uh, to Phnom Penh, and uh, out to the coast. For, okay, first we went to the beach for two days, all right? We, we went out to Korong. It's an island. I, I've shared that story about meeting that little orphan girl in that fishing boat, and I wanted to go back to that island where I found out it's been developed in the last 15 years. So in, instead of fishing huts, there's restaurants and things there. Still the beautiful beach. We hung out there for a couple days, and then we went back to Phnom Penh. Oh, yeah, this is Heaven Beach. Moni kept telling me, Pastor Moni, I want to take you to heaven. I want to take you to heaven. So it was a little boat ride around the back. It's a new development. I didn't really think it looked like heaven. There's Moni looking touristy. But anyway, it, it was a good little getaway after Easter and all the stuff that was going on. Then we went back to Phnom Penh, and this is the River of Life Church. It was a four-story medical center. It's been converted now into a church and a training center. And so there's, uh, their Sunday church is maybe 150 people, but he's got 10,000 people out in the villages under his care. And so we started this conference, 78 leaders, pastors from in the area, plus their local leaders. So there's about 100 of us. And the goal or the mission this time, we felt, was to help empower them and understand prophecy and spiritual gifts. And what is prophecy for? Edification, building up, encouraging and, and to get that gift of prophecy working in a church where you're uh, really, you're receiving things from God. It's just not compliments about your hair looks nice today, but it's things you receive from God that help stir up and build up the body. God wants that gift operating in the church. At the prayer, the altar, he wants that gift operating where we're hearing things from him for people. Because he's chosen to speak directly to people, but he's also chosen us to minister and edify and build up one another. Amen? That's part of the blessing and the treasure of being in the kingdom is he gets to use you. He wants to use you to help strengthen people. And they get strengthened and you start crying when they do because of just how God works. When the love of God's poured out through you into other people. So we showed up there to instruct them. And, and this is my brother Pat and Pastor Moni and just part of the laying the foundation. And so... First night, it always is a little rough. These guys are coming from all over, and they know each other. Some of them do, but it's, you know, like strangers in a room. And so we began to pray, and we, we needed breakthrough. Well, the next night, that Monday night, I shared a message on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and 25 out of the 78 pastors came forward to be filled, and they got radically filled. I mean, God just, like, poured out on them. And it shifted everything. It changed the atmosphere. Because when the Holy Spirit's poured out, the love of God's poured out as well. And so God starts connecting hearts. And within a day or two later, they're praying for each other. They're encouraging each other. They're ministering to each other. And you can sense in sh the shift in the atmosphere when, when they start lifting up one another. On about day four, we did uh, thing th day three or four on prophetic declaration, and that's a map of Cambodia, and you can't see it from there, but there's red dots and yellow dots where there's uh, centers established, and then there's home churches around those centers. And so what we began to do is pray and declare over their churches for God to move in new ways and coming against strongholds and hearing stories about what they're dealing with. And so as they share the struggle or the stronghold in their community, other guys are coming up to pray with them and to encourage them. And man, it's when, when people are in it alone and they feel like there's others with them walking the same direction, going through the same thing, it is amazingly powerful. 
Uh, th this guy on the left was a police officer from Siem Reap, and he just started helping out in the ministry. And, uh, you know, you could tell he's a reasoning, logical guy, but an incredible gift on this guy. And when we started talking about prophecy, he really was just standing back like, uh, I don't know about this. But about a couple days into it, God was just pouring out through him and encouraging and strengthening other people. He, he's going to be an amazing leader. Pat and me prayed for him. There's just leadership all over the guy for the future. And then the gals were involved too. Some of these gals I met in... Uh, like 2003 or four in the orphanage, they were five, six years old back then. Some of them were brought in off the streets. Now they're grown women, totally equipped, helping out, serving the Lord, and they're encouraging and strengthening each other. This guy was a pastor. Well, he's a pastor now. His father was the pastor, and his father died and left him the church, and he's in an area where there's not much support, so we prayed for him and helped him out, but this is what rocked me. The, the guy on his back is one of his main elders. And I didn't know it for a couple of days. This guy would sit in his chair till everybody leaves and I'd leave. But he was crawling on his hands and knees because his legs are crippled, at least until now they are. We prayed for him. We believe in God for a miracle. But the pastor carries around his elder on his back. And so they're going up and down these stairs to, to meals and to sleep. And he's got his elder on his back as the pastor is carrying him around. And it was totally humbling. I said, if you ever hear me complain again, slap me. It just the, the, the uh, level of dedication, the level of heart these guys carry. The gals helped out with prophetic dance, prophetic worship, just, and they did it in English for our sake, and they used our English worship songs and, and did prophetic dance around it. It was cool. Uh, the two guys in the middle, Pastor Sam Orn and Pastor Tion, are Amoni Mock's right and left-handed guys. Pastor Cheon's gone through a season of diabetes and health issues, and uh, his older son was his lead worship leader, and something happened there. And so when he came in, he was just discouraged, but through prophetic ministry and just pouring out and encouraging, encouraging, by the end of the week, man, that guy was flying high again. And I thought, if I just went to encourage him to stay at it, it was worth it. These are some of the, the orphan kids, too. I, I shouldn't be calling them orphans. They're not at all. Now, they were kids that came in that didn't have uh, parents, except for Hannah. She's the taller gal, dark blue shirt in the middle. Hannah is an amazing gal. But now we got a chance to encourage them and pray for them. And the one in the glasses, um, she admitted. She came in after one of the sessions and just admitted. She said, I've been rebellious. I've wanted out. The covering, the control, or the discipline. It's not control, it's discipline. She said, I'm just getting at age. I just want to go do my own thing. But being in the atmosphere, I see the value now. I see the value of the encouragement, the discipline, what I need in my life. And she repented and uh, just signed up again in love to be part of the family there. This is the pastors. This is at the end. Uh, they're hugging, arms around each other. God just did an amazing thing, and he did an amazing thing in me. It was a privilege to be part of that. Oh, this is transportation, Cambodia style. Family of four on a Honda 125, cruising around in the evenings. And then we were there for the Buddhist New Year, and uh, Cambodian New Year. And, uh, you know, this is one of several temples around. And so for a couple of days, they celebrate New Year. People bring in sacrifices and fruit, and they offer it to the Buddhist statue. And so there's fruit all over the place and food all over the place. But the interesting thing, just beyond our view, is people that are homeless in wheelchairs that are looking for food. 
and it really struck me about religion and uh, just challenged me myself just about religion, how we can have, we can meet the needs, and we sometimes, even our rituals, we do things with the resources when the people with the needs are just sitting beyond the fence, and, and, and it rocked me. These guys are selling birds because part of the ritual is that you can buy birds and you can set birds free as a sign of freedom. Well, Pat and me, we bought a whole cage. And uh, we didn't do it for a Buddhist thing. We did it for a prophetic act. And so in the midst of that celebration, we let the birds free because Jesus sets captives free. And our prayer and declaration was that the Lord would set the people of Cambodia free from rituals, free from things that bind them and don't bring true liberty to them. Amen? Aren't you glad he did that in your life? I'm so glad he did that in my life. And so this is just another shot of that. There's a Swenson's now in Cambodia. We don't even have them around here anymore. So we took the whole team to Swenson's at, at the end just to say thank you and to encourage them. And so they eat rice. Like when I came back, I did not want to eat rice. I didn't want to see rice because you have it for breakfast, lunch, dinner. They eat rice with everything. So you bring them to Swenson's and you think banana splits and whatever. Well, here it is, sticky rice with mango and, uh, and a scoop of mango ice cream. But, you know, I guess you eat what you're used to eating. So that's Swenson's in Cambodia. And that's Phnom Penh at night. The city of Phnom Penh is changing dramatically. Uh, Chinese money's coming in. It's being radically transformed into a modern city, which has got pros and cons. One of the cons is traffic. And, uh, and also that the, the kids, just, you know, the Western styles influencing lots of stuff in their culture. It was an amazing trip. And again, the thing that earmarked it for me was, you know, been on a bunch of trips now, 46, 47, I don't remember how many, but... There's different themes in the trip, but this trip was really about encouragement. It was about the ability to bring an encouragement. We prayed over Pastor Moni and Canary as we left. It says, therefore, uh, my brother, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen? And I love these guys and committed to them in this next season of ministry for me. I know I'll be uh, working more and, and, and helping where I can because it's an assignment from God. It's a mandate from him to help be an encourager there. Amen? Yeah. Could you stand up with me? And we're going to pray. I, I, we went on to the Philippines from there, and the stories continued. And uh, the pastor, first pastor that picked us up from the airport there, his wife died in February. And uh, I spent, a guy I never knew, I spent the first hour and a half of our time together encouraging him concerning the next season, every story I knew about heaven, every scripture about continuing, just, just poured into him. Uh, another guy I connected with that lost his son two years ago, just opportunities for that. And the world needs it. The world needs us to be encouragers. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for that gift that's propelled us, that gift that saved some of us the gift of encouragement. Some of us wouldn't be doing nearly what we're doing if it wasn't for other voices saying, well, you can do it. That encouragement also comes sometimes in just warnings and disciplinary words. Of, hey, watch out for that. Be careful for that. Hey, I went too far with that and it costs me. The other side, encouragement is imploring. It's 
challenging people to stay on the right path with love, with grace, with your heart. So, Father, I don't know who we're going to spend Mother's Day with. There'll be siblings at the table. There'll be other people that are maybe there that just need encouragement. I pray, God, that you would give us a word from you. You know, the best tool for encouragement is scripture. It's promises because God backs it. The best tools for encouragement are word from the Lord, something that God backs, something that God has decreed or prayed. And so to be encouragers, we build ourselves up in those promises. They're going to come out of us. Those promises of hope and those promises of help will flow out of us. As we're in this season of stepping up, Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll have us and help us to step up in the gift of encouragement, that we'll step up into that gift mix of seeing what you want to do ahead of time, having a vision for what you want to do and helping to move people in that place. Also, just lift up those that might need to be encouraged now. With eyes closed, just heads bowed, who would say, Mike, I've been just in a season of discouragement and I I just need a boost from God today. Who would just lift up your hand? I'd like just to pray for you because he sees your hand and it's more important than me seeing it. Several people. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. By your Holy Spirit, come upon our brothers and sisters today, God. Lift up their heads, Lord. Pour into them a new heart for this new season. Pour into them hope, God, I pray in Jesus' name. Pour into them victory, Lord. Pour into them the, the, the mindset or the, the knowledge. It's these things are often just temporary. I pray in Jesus' name, courage to you in Jesus' name. I pray, decree, courage into your heart, strength into your heart, hope into your heart in Jesus' name, peace into your heart, joy into your heart. I pray you'd be filled today with fresh courage in Jesus' name. I pray today that you would be empowered with fresh courage in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm going to ask you just, just to step out. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but if that's you, I'm just going to encourage you to come up front right now. We want to pray over you real quick. Come on up. Don't be embarrassed. If you just say, I just need an infusion of courage, we're going to have somebody stand behind you. We're going to pray real quick. If, if that's you, come on up. If that's you that needs uh, just encouragement, come across the front. Come on, don't be shy about that. Don't be embarrassed by that. Everybody has setbacks. Everybody's got seasons. I, I want those that are, that are in a season that, man, you just want to pray for somebody, you want to get your hands on their back and just pray that God would fill them. I want you to come and stand behind them right now. The, the, you know, our leaders, our prayer team members, could you come on up? Just get behind them as we pray. We're going to ask God to empower them. We're going to ask God to fill them. We're going to ask that, that, uh, that inside wisdom that comes from, you know, a mother, a father, just to come upon them in Jesus' name. Come on, anybody else? You just say, I want to, I want to be part of this. I'm going to pray courage, a new heart, a strengthened heart into them this morning. Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. I thank you for those up here. Thank you now, Lord. I pray there'd be a tangible impartation of your love, God. I pray there'd be a tangible impartation, Lord, of just fresh joy in this season in Jesus' name. Strength to them in this season in the name of Jesus. I pray courage to your heart in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, Pamela. In Jesus' name. 
In Jesus' name, fill her fresh today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for courage today, strength today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your ability, Lord. Your ability in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let there be refreshing today. Hmm. Can I pray for your eyes? Yes. In the name of Jesus, I speak to these eyes to be healed. Degenerative things be reversed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for courage today, Lord. Thank you for fresh courage, for fresh hope today, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for our church family. We just pray grace, God, grace and strength, fresh hope in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you for that, Lord. Vision, direction for this next season. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your hand over my sister, Lord. Just pray hope, hope, clarity, clarity, no confusion, clarity over what's next. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your hope, Lord. Thank you for help from heaven. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I just pray over the heavens, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your anointing in their home and their family. Thank you for strength, Lord. season in Jesus' name. Help them to be in one accord. Help them to be in agreement, Lord, over these things. And just declare joy. Fill them with your joy. us to be better at encouraging, Lord. Help me, God. Help me. Thank you for just your love being poured out this day, God, today as we go.
as we connect with our moms.